Congratulations. It's the Breakfast Club 10-year anniversary. 10 years. 10 years at a breakfast club. Doing your thing. Doing what you're doing. And being honest with it. You done had a job for 10 years. Everything's Gucci over there. Wow. 10 years. Shout out to the best doing it, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Damn. Y'all getting old. Y'all been holding it down for 10 years. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Man, y'all been together longer than some people have been married. I'm proud of y'all. The voice of the culture. Peace, love, and uh, let's go to 20 years. Congratulations. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Charlamagne the guy. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. What's happening? How's everybody feeling out there? I'm good. I guess I guess that conversation we had yesterday, you decided. <laughs> nah, you was like, you know what? This conversation that we having about uh, should we work from home or should we not work from home? She's like, I think I prefer working from home. I, I, I guess that's what she's doing. No, you can, uh, we haven't heard from her. Well, if you're working from home, you got to work from home. Yeah, you, you got at least got to get up. You got to check in. You know? Where are you? You ain't just going to roll out of bed and just say hello or something. Mm-mm. Say hi. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Right? I had an amazing day yesterday. Yeah, how was your birthday, brother? It was great. You know what I mean? Because uh, before I left here, uh, my, my nieces, Michaela and uh, Sim, Sim Seema and mm-hmm. uh, Taylor, they had like food up here and... Um, my my my, my homegirl Shanae was up here cooking, mm-hmm. so I appreciated that. But then when I went home, uh, my wife uh, gave me an address and told me just to go there. Mm-hmm. And I went there and I ended up in this spa for like four hours. Dope. Oh, that was amazing. So what they do? Um, I soaked for like thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and then after I soaked, they did a um, what was it? A sea salt and. Hot stone, hot stone <laughs> you massage. You said, what was it? Like, I was there with you. What was it? Like, I wasn't there I'm with you. It. <laughs> it wasn't a couple massage. You say I got to throw it to me? Like, hey, what was it? I, I, was, talking, I, was, talking, I was talking. I was talking to myself. <laughs> sure. right. Okay. You said about a couple massages. Yeah. What's wrong with that, you? That never happened. I don't know why you, your mind even <laughs> Why did he that. ask me that? What was it? I, I wasn't was there talking. with you. I was not talking to you. I was talking. You're kinky, bro. Okay. And then I was saying to myself, what was it again? It was a sea salt and a hot stone massage. Okay. For like two hours. Nice. And that was amazing. Nice. Yes. nice Self-care nice. is very important. So that was, I had a great day yesterday. Then I was in bed by 9.30. Oh, man. That was even Aren't better. Aren't those the best? Oh. Come on. Aren't I'm 43 years old. Come on, man. All right. 9.30, I was in bed. I was gone. Woke up this morning feeling refreshed. Oh, so you like, see the game happened? or nothing? I did. I saw the uh, first quarter of the Hawks-Bucks game. Then my wife and daughter started watching something, so I went to sleep. All right. Yeah, you there? Mm-hmm. Nope. Why you keep calling for you? They turned it on like she was there, but I, I guess. Everybody talking to themselves. <laughs> right. Hello, hello. Oh, there she goes. Hello. hello. Can you hear hello. us? She's still talking to herself. I guess not. Turn her there off. There we go. Oh, can, you... can you hear us? What do you mean, there you go? Yeah, I can hear you guys. What do you mean, there you we go? We've been here. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Me too. I've been sitting here too. Welcome. I'm like, hello, hello. I don't know why they're not turning the mic on. I do the same thing when I walk in late. I've been here. Hello, hello. What <laughs> you Listen, you can see me on Revolt. You can see me on Revolt. I was here. I was texting like, I'm here. Don't know why the mic's not on. Jamo says he haven't heard from you in, in hours. I texted Dan this morning and told him I'd be at home. Dan just walked in and said he didn't, he didn't hear from <laughs> he didn't you. I mean, literally five minutes ago. <laughs> Somebody lying. But all who right. cares? We're Dan, all here he now. Texted me, he texted me back and said, did you get the front page news packet? Oh, no. okay. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, you lied. Somebody lied. Some missing, missing. He said no, no. Oh, I like that. Daniel. I like that. Knowing, knowing you're home and not knowing you're connected are two different things. Woo! Oh, okay. No, I, I told you I'm home today. Did you not tell Dramos I was home? Woo! 
This is getting spicy. All right. Well, speaking of spicy, Ebony K. Williams will be joining us this morning. Ebony K. Williams. Uh, Friend to the room. You know? I don't like to say from Real Housewives in New York. But she's you got on, to know. She's on she's Real on Housewives show. in yes. New York. She's the first uh, black woman on Real Housewives in New York. She also has a podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network called Holding Court with Dustin Ross. And she's just she's just a force in nature. Love talking to Ebony. All right. We got front page news next year. Uh, yes, we do, and we are going to give you an update on what's happening with the condo that collapsed in Miami. All right, we'll get into that next. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, it's Pop Smoke. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, last night, NBA, the Hawks beat the Bucks 110-88. Now, the uh, Giannis... I had to leave the game. They're not sure why or uh, so he hyper, hyperextended, hyperextended left his knee, knee. But they don't know how bad it is as of yet. And Trey Young didn't play. Yeah, Trey Young didn't play. I don't know how that series is going to go. I mean, it looks like right now uh, the, the, the the person who wins the, the team that wins the championship in the NBA is the team that can stay the most healthy. Yeah. I guess that's going to be the Phoenix Suns. Well, we'll see. Well, the Phoenix Suns play tonight at 9 p.m. versus the Clippers. If Giannis is... Uh, not playing and Trey Songz is not playing. I don't know who wins that. It's Trey Young, bro. Trey Songz like, is not playing. Doing that? My, apologies, Trey Young. I don't. I, I, who, 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 never mind. Well, I don't even feel like it. talking no more. What else we got? You. All right, Serena Williams, by the way, had to withdraw from Wimbledon after a leg injury, and she was uh, crying as she left the court. I'm sure that was difficult for her, but she was competing in her first round match, and she at one point during the contest, slipped and injured her leg. She did get it checked out by the trainer. She tried to continue, but the injury was too much, and she eventually fell on the grass in extreme pain. She didn't try to compete after that, pulled herself from the event, and she broke down in tears while doing so. She said, I was heartbroken to have to withdraw today after injuring my right leg. My love and gratitude are with the fans and the team who makes being on center court so meaningful. Feeling the extraordinary warmth and support of the crowd today when I walked on and off the court meant the world to me. Mm. Nope, send to Serena Williams uh, healing energy. Mm-hmm. But Serena right, Williams is already we're... home, though, right? Like, she's she's, a, she's an icon. She's a legend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of this is just great. Yeah, but it's, but it's meaningful to her. Of course too, it I'm is. Sure. Of course it is. But I'm just, you know, she's, she's, she's solidified already. Yeah. All right, now, the 2021 Olympic trials, so much going on, and now there's some political controversy around them. This is all over Gwen Berry. She earned a spot on the U.S. Olympic track and field team after her performance in the hammer throw over the weekend trials. But she was facing away from the American flag and toward the stands when the national anthem was being played. I'm sure you guys saw this picture by now and saw all the outrage and praise on social media. People are torn over their feelings about it. And at one point, she held up a black T-shirt over her head, which read activist athlete. And she feels like this whole thing was a setup. She said she was told the anthem would be played before they took to the podium. I haven't spoken to the president specifically about this, but I know he's incredibly proud to be an American uh, and has great respect for the anthem and all that it represents, especially for our men and women serving in uniform all around the world. He would also say, of course, that part of that pride in our country means recognizing there are moments where we are, as a country, haven't lived up to our highest ideals. And it means respecting the right of people granted to them in the Constitution to peacefully protest. That's right. It doesn't matter. That was that was White House press press secretary Jen Psaki speaking about whether or not uh, Joe Biden supports Granberry's actions. She did nothing wrong. This is America. You can peacefully protest, so people can have their feelings about it. But she did nothing wrong. You may not agree with her. You may not like it. But once again, she has the right to peacefully protest. So she did nothing wrong. She just did something you don't like. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What? Oh, yeah. What's up, MV? What's up, Trav? What the hell are you doing? I'm going to I'm talking to my cousin. What's up, Yee? Hey, Trav. Peace, sis. How are you? Happy birthday. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Cancer oh, gang, so, gang. So, 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 happy birthday. Cancer gang, gang. Cancer gang, gang. We in the building. Nope. So I don't want to hear it, sorry, because I made a whole post. So I'm thinking about happy birthday back for you. But you ain't say thank you. I didn't see it. When did you post it? Yesterday. Go look at it and then say thank you. I'm going to look at it right now. Thank you in advance, but I did not see it. <laughs> But it's definitely Team Cancer Gang. Me and my cousin's in Mexico right now. Hey, um, hey, Mexico. y'all in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, we ain't camp. Wait, what's that? What is this, Cancun? Oh, my, 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 you know, we in Maya Riviera. You don't even know where you at, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Riviera Maya. Riviera Maya. I've been there a few times. That's beautiful. <laughs> but I wanted to call and say happy birthday to you, Sean. Trav, I don't see no damn post. All I see, the last video I saw of me and you was a happy pride post. No, it's in my story. Oh, okay. Got you, got you. All right. Is in my story. So, Team Chapter. Done. All right, bro. All right, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Envy? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Okay. Yo, this is Jay, man. Yeah, I was just trying to get off my chest. I was trying to get out the house this weekend, man. The holiday weekend. I want to ask the wife if I can get go out and do something, man. I need to do something. Where well, you, go do from? something. It ain't that easy, man. Where you from, brother? <laughs> from Brooklyn. Oh. Hey. She ain't letting you out, huh? Yeah, nah, I don't get out that often. So why don't you take her with you? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, why don't you take her with you, bro? Well, yeah, you can go with me, too. But I ain't going to get out the house and do something. What do you want to like, do, do brother? Something, yeah, do something like what? Explain. Do have, yeah, do you have something in mind? Well, just a couple of parties on on this weekend. It's a holiday oh weekend. Well, How old are you, sir? Like 38. Okay, you sound a little too old to be partying. You might need to sit your, little, sit your old ass down somewhere, but it's okay. Nah, I think you need to keep your ass home, man. It sounds like you're going to get into some trouble. Just stay your ass home with the bit the newborn. You got a newborn in the house? and chill, why, well, why can't she come with you? Because of the baby? Just That's the reason? Well, I don't think she would want to go to a smoke shop over there. Lord have mercy. Okay. Why can't you just do something out with her? I'm sure she'd love to do something chill, like go to a restaurant or some the movies. Yeah, we can. We can. It's not that we can't do nothing together. We can do a lot of stuff together. <laughs> that, <laughs> hey, that, mid, do something. that midlife crisis be so real. You got that baby in the house. You keep acting like you want to get out. No, you're going to sit right there with your with your queen, and you're going to help with that baby, okay? I'm glad you said that. Midlife crisis is real. That's part of mental health right there that needs to be checked. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just about embracing the full totality of you and knowing that you're older now and your priorities are different. You shouldn't even be thinking the same way you were ten years ago when you was twenty-eight. You don't got who says you gotta go do something for Fourth of July weekend. Sit your ass at home. And if you do something, do it at the house with the family. Take Throw the something family on the grill. You. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
Time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 You guys ever have a friend that do something and break something of yours and don't say anything and you find out later? That ever happened to any of y'all? Who broke your back? Nobody broke my back. Shout out to Lil Sean. Lil Sean dropped my laptop, cracked my laptop, and didn't say anything to me. I get to work this morning, I open up my laptop, and it's cracked. <gasps> so how you know it was Lil Sean? Because I asked him to move the laptop from my car to the crib, and he was the only one that picked it up. Interesting. You should have moved your own laptop. I should have moved my own damn laptop. So now I got a big crack in my laptop. It's 4th of July weekend. I got a bunch of parties to do, and I got a crack laptop. No showing you only five minutes. Sympathize. Hello, who's this? Bro, this is a uh, pro static from Orlando. Pro static. Uh, real static. quick, I called, I called yesterday, and I totally forgot to say happy birthday to the king, the doctor. Um, Charlemagne the God. Oh, uh, thank you, and, King. Uh, wait, wait, wait. And I also wanted to say to uh, Angela Yee, when all, everything is done, you're gonna have businesses and juices all over the world. Um, um, DJ Envy, you're gonna have um, real estate all over the world as well. And, doc, and Dr. Charlemagne might as well go for president. And drama makes this whole thing run. And also, I like to get a book for mental health. You just got me onto that, and I really think I need it. If you have it, I and can I also plug my Instagram? Yes, what's the Instagram? Before you finish, I just want to tell you, Dramo's last day is Friday. Oh, man, what you doing, man? You trying, you trying to make the show go down. You wildin'. Nah, he's going to be a male stripper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he starts on Friday, man. So it's, it's, it's a new club called Bids R Us, and he's going to be a new stripper there, man. Are you going to go check him out? Get that money, then. Get that money in that G-string. I know, that's right. His name is Vamos Dramos. Vamos Dramos. <laughs> Hold on, all right. Hold on. And I, I'm going to send you um, Dr. Rita Walker's The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health, brother. Hold on. Hello, who's this? Hey, yo, this is your boy Thomas, man. I'm calling from Cleveland. Thomas, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, listen, this is for Dramos, because I think he's the one in charge of the music. He is. Hey, listen, um, Dramos, man, I'm going to really need you to change your playlist, bro, because if I hear Paul Smooth, what you know about love one more time? I don't know what I'm going to do. I tell him that but all I, the time. Well, you know. I anticipate hearing it like, yo, 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 yo. Buddy. You know what it is? Friday is John Moses' last day. He, he's uh, he's going <laughs> to. He's gonna be a stripper if you don't let me know. Tell, let me tell y'all something. Dramos' last day is Friday, and guess what? On Monday it's gonna be the same music, and then and and, 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 then, and then you and then you will know that Dramos is not in charge of the music. Okay. Hey, listen, that's crazy, man. Hey, listen, man. I listen to y'all boys every morning, man. Y'all man. Yo, keep doing your door. Keep these haters. Keep these haters talking. DJ Envy keep using that Beijing. Angela Yee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, King. All right. Y'all got to stop Already. saying Beijing. It's not Beijing. Yes, uh, just for men, 45. Just say black hair dye. <laughs> it's not black. He can't, he can't, he can't deny that it's hair dye. So just say hair dye. It's not Beijing. It's, a dark, it's dark brown. It's dark brown. You tell him, ye. But uh, shout to Just For Men. And Just For Men, if you're out there listening and you need a great person to model your products, you should reach out to me. I'm going to be honest with you. Just, just For Men does not need any help, sir. Okay? <laughs> just For Men is like McDonald's, all right? They advertise when they want to. People not going to stop going. Nah, but I don't know what you're talking about with that Beijing, man. I would never put Beijing in my beard. But anyway. But it's black hair dye. I don't use black. Man, shut up. We got rumors on the way, you? Yes, and $100 million. Find out who made that in one night from doing something that was fake. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
Well, there was a video from the Shade Room that was making the rounds. A lot of people was weighing in, making jokes, and you can see Jack Harlow and Saweetie having interaction on the BET Awards red carpet here. And in that initial video that was posted, you can see, you know, he's shaking her hand, and some people thought he was trying to shoot his shot. Well, he spoke to the Shade Room shortly after that. Here's what happened. Hey, girl, what's up? Hi, Saweetie. Hi. Jack. I know. Good to see you. You don't like getting caught off guard? Why are you shaking? Emma? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nobody's shaking. Room. Nobody's oh, shaking. Okay, was that him shooting his shot or what? I don't know, but y'all better not be messy with this <laughs> Listen, he don't want that straightening, but here's what Jack Carlo had to say after all this. Was that you shooting your shot at Saweetie? That was me saying hello, but you can't say hello these days, I guess. You can say hello, but you know it was a nice hello, like a real smooth hello. I'm a nice person. Okay. Did you ever shoot your shot at Sweetie? No, that's a, that's a friend. That's a friend vibe. Jack, like, I don't know if this is really a white boy summer, but we gonna see. We gonna test okay. it out, test the I don't know if this white bit. boy summer really a thing, but we gonna see. Look, he don't want no straightening, so he's like, look, I'm just saying hello. Sweetie's beautiful, but mm. I agree with him. You, he should be able to just say hello, shake yeah. her hand, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, he was just saying hello, you know? Mm-hmm. And it can be whatever she wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now the weekend is going to start in and co-write a HBO special. It's a series, and it's called The Idol. It centers on a romance between a female pop singer and a club owner who runs a cult. And so the project would be all about that, and he's also going to star in it. What do you think about that? Um, the weekend is a great writer, so I would love to see him flex his creative muscles in the in the world of scripted TV. I think that'd be dope. He was in Uncut Gems. Did y'all watch that Adam Sandler movie too? Yes, I did. Who, Lakeith Stanfield right. was in that too, right? Wasn't Lakeith in that? No, Pete Davidson was in that. Yeah, <laughs> Lakeith was in that too. Lakeith and Pete Davidson was in Uncut Gems, I think. He wasn't? Adam I know Adam Sandler, yeah. but he had co-stars. Yeah, it's his movie. <laughs> I thought he was. That was it like in the Diamond District. Know. Oh, no, I'm bugging. Pete is the one who yeah. used to recommend it to me all the time, but Lakeith was definitely in it. Uh-huh. All right, now there's also a Magic Johnson-produced series that's about Satchel Paige and the Negro Leagues that's in the works. It's based on the book If Only You Were White. And so Magic Johnson, like I said, is on board as a producer. It's the life of Leroy Satchel Paige. It'll explore, explore his years uh, of the Negro Baseball League, which is an all-black league that played during the segregation era. That was before Jackie Robinson. So I'm there for it. Oh yeah. I'm excited to watch mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All in black news stories should be told. Also for life. The existing two seasons of For Life, which was canceled by ABC last month, are now available on IMDb TV, which is Amazon's free streaming service. Additionally, they're talking about doing season three. The reason why everyone is saying this could happen and Deadline reported this is because they extended the cast contracts. They were set to expire now and now it's extended until the end of July. So looks like uh, they've been saying that it was going to be coming back and looks like they already have that deal in place. Yeah, okay. when uh, when Isaac Wright Jr. was on Breakfast Club, he said that they had a new network, but they just couldn't announce it. He couldn't announce it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, DMX is going to appear digitally in his final film. And according to new reports, they're, they're saying he was slated to star in an action thriller called Dogman where he's, when he suffered that uh, fatal heart attack back in April. But Tara Reid, who was his co-star, revealed that he hadn't finished shooting, so he will be in the movie digitally. They're going to do kind of what they did with Paul Walker in his last Fast and Furious role. They make these facial sculptures. They put it on a face, and it looks exactly like DMX. She said it's crazy. All right, Floyd Mayweather. How much money did he make with that fight with Logan Paul? Well, he said it was a fake fight. Here's what else he said. 
I'm the only person you know I can do a fake fight and get 100 M's. I can do some legalized sparring and get a 100 M's. Hey, yo, am I the best bank robber? Oh, yeah. No doubt about okay. that. There's no doubt about that. Because I don't know nobody in sports that's my age that can still stick them up like that. Now, you must either never going to fight again or you just know people are really stupid. So when you do another fight like that, they're going to buy it anyway. They're going to buy it again. There's no yeah, way you, you show people what you... What, you what you're you, telling, how, you're telling you, us we stupid. Yeah, you don't show people how the food is made. Yeah, you're <laughs> you know telling us how stupid we are. <laughs> Those are conversations you have amongst your team. But I would still be appreciative of the people who... Absolutely. ...bought the fight, right? Yeah. He'll do it again, Jesus I'm sure. Jesus Christ. $100 million. But don't say it like that. Don't make it seem like you're robbing us. They told us. Yeah. I mean, it's also the deal that he made, you know, in order for him to even get back in the ring. You got to pay him. Yeah, right? but, that, but that's not my for point. For him to even want to do it. But don't tell me you robbing us. Don't tell me, man, this is a fake fight. This ain't nothing but a, a, a scheduled yeah. ex, uh, ex, ex, exhibition. Who else can rob y'all like this legally? I mean, we, we all know it's an exhibition fight, though. It's not a real fight. It's yeah. not... But Any don't talk to me like that, ye. Would you shop at a place that said, I'll be getting over on this girl anytime she wants to. You know what I'm saying? She coming in, I'll well, overcharge her for bags. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Extra. Like, you know what I mean? She come here all the time. We charge a little Exactly. Extra. If you heard him say that, would you still shop there? All you got to do is look on Twitter and see who's posting the free link. <laughs> and everybody gets stuck well, up. They made $100 million, so that means a lot of people <laughs> paid for it. Yeah, they did. I paid for all it. All right, now... Uh, speaking of fighting, Lamar Odom, a Manhattan judge, went in on him, and that's because he hasn't been paying his child support payments. You know, this has been an ongoing thing for him. And you know he just made $40,000 off his fight. How much? That He just had 40000 That sounds about right. $4 million? $40,000, bro. Dollars is what he wow. made. How you round now, up according, I mean, you can't go from $100 million to, for a fight and then 40000 Well, he's yeah, not a professional boxer. It was just... You're comparing yeah. Floyd Mayweather to Lamar Odom. I'm not comparing, was, but that scale there was no is pay crazy. Per view. No. What are you talking about? Right, well, yes. Lamar yes. Odom's ex, Liza Morales, <laughs> says he hasn't honored a 2015 settlement agreement over their two children. They said he hasn't been paying child support. He owes over $91,000 through July. He also hasn't paid his rent. By the way, he owes $83,000 uh, for his rent in Lower Manhattan. He only made well, $40,000. How's he going to pay any of that? And he well, has to pay his really, trainers at the gym. Goodness gracious. It's, it's actually the rent for where Liza lives with the children. So the landlord has started an eviction case against her. He also owes $24,000, and that is for his kids' college, right? That's for room and board for their kids, college application fees. And allegedly, you know, she's saying that he also drained the bank accounts that held over $68,000 that was set aside for the kids' college tuition. She's also concerned about the money that they have saved. It was a $9 million life insurance plan that was meant for the kids. And she's mm. concerned that that has been closed as well. God, Sheesh. Hey, God bless that black man. When you see somebody going through something, don't laugh, learn, you know? Right. And according to Liza Morales, her son is suffering from depression and has been diagnosed with depression and can't sleep because the situation has been so stressful. I'm sure it is. Lord have mercy. You know, he, ar- he right. earned like $115 million playing in NBA. That, but that's, what I, that's why I said, don't, when you see somebody going through something, don't laugh, learn. Like you need to million. figure out how he ended up in that situation. You know? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Yeah. How old is it? How old are his kids? Yeah. I uh, know one of them's in college. So the son is um in college now. And, you know, like we said, he's not doing paying for the tuition that they're supposed to have. And 
you know, according to this, they're in fear of being evicted. She lives with the kids in the apartment and they had an agreement. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. I know people would be like, oh, well, she needs to work. She needs to do this. But I if mean, you have an agreement we all have about an what you're supposed into, to do. Until I ain't got no more money. Like we can yeah, make an so. agreement, but if I can't pay, I can't pay. But but what if the the money that was set aside for the kids that they had their own bank account, you can't, you know, that was saved for their college. If you take that money out, that's not even just an agreement. That's their money. Yeah, but it's not like that's he's not out even here about her buying Rolls Royces and jewelry. He's probably broke. He don't have the money to pay. Yeah, but, anyway. but you can't take the money out of the kids' college account. That's their money. God bless that brother, man. man. God bless him, man. I don't know his situation, but God bless him. Sending him healing energy. All right, all right. When we come back, front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we I meant to do this earlier. We're going to give you an update on the the condo building that fell in Miami. I will tell you uh, who they found, who's still missing, and more casualties. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here. And did you know that the General Insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Let's get in some front page news. All right. Now let's start last night. The Hawks beat the Bucks 110-88. Now what else we got, Yee? All right, so let's talk about this Surfside, Florida building collapse. Right now, the death toll has risen to 12. The total number of people unaccounted for now is 149, and the number of people accounted for is 125. So they said they believe there is still some hope until they said one week. They do have solid hope that they'll find someone, and this all uh, happened last Thursday. So right now, they still have a team of experts and search and rescue experts and others trying to go and find people through this debris. I haven't. I, I didn't hear what you said. Did they find anybody in the last day or so? They just found another person. Live so and fine? No, it's the death toll has oh, risen. Death. But nobody, he yeah. did, they haven't found anybody a lot. No, not right now. Okay. All right. So, um, of, of course, there have been class action lawsuits that have been filed from this collapse and they're still investigating. All right. Now, let's talk about this election for mayor in New York City. So it's the first time we've done ranked choice voting here. And now there's been some discrepancies. So the preliminary results were released and it shows that Eric Adams maintained a lead. But they're saying that it was a closer than expected race. That's when Eric Adams called the preliminary results into question. And looks like there was some issues. They said they were a approximately 135,000 uh, errors that happened. I guess they did something where they reported test voting results as well. So they said these uh, these votes, now they have to go back and, and redo it. What does that not even a good mean? First, not a good first that's one. That's <laughs> trash. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't get it. Like you, you pick a mayor and that's the person you pick. You shouldn't have a, a first choice and a second choice and then a third choice. That doesn't make sense. If, if, if Eric Adams won, by the popular the majority vote, he should win, correct? Well, you're supposed to get more than 50%, right? And so if you don't get more than that, then they have additional rounds. And no, so that's trash. But well, what's this right. test ballot thing, though? Why would they have test ballots? That's trash. Because it's something that's never been done before. So they initially had these test ballots that they were testing the system, and they accidentally counted those. So you test on election day? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you test on election day? Wouldn't you test before? So who's the new it mayor? Was before. It was Trump? before. Who's the new mayor? Before. I'm confused. So who's yeah, the mayor? there was test results and then there's election night results. I'm and so, so that's the problem is that there were some... There, yes. I mean, the whole thing I think is confusing. It's a brand new system in New York City. So, you know, now so they we, have to go back. So does New York have a new mm-hmm. mayor or not? 
Well, first of all, this is just the uh, this this is just they still have to go against the Republican. This is just for the Democratic nominee oh. in New York City. So whoever wins this is going to go against Curtis Lewa, who won for the Republicans. So we're not going to have a new mayor right now. We just have to find out who is going to be the nominee. All right. Got it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> that is your front page news. All right. Is anybody it, confused like Let's me? talk to somebody who should be the mayor of New York. <laughs> Ebony K. Williams. All right. Let's talk to Ebony K. Williams. Ebony K. Williams should be the mayor of New York, all right? Because she makes things quite clear for people when she talks. There's no confusion. All right. She's on the Housewives of New York, and Mm -hmm. we'll talk to her when we come back. All right? I'm confused. I'm sure you guys are, too. Well, that's because we don't know what we're talking about. You're right. (laughs) It's just that simple. Obviously, but nobody does because they're messing it up. It's just that simple. All right. Mr. Breakfast Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. I don't know where the hell Envy went, actually. Where did Envy go, Yee? He's got his car show, Carcella, happening, so he's That's not till the weekend. <laughs> I know, but I guess he's loading cars up and doing all kinds of, you know, Envy. Oh, got you, got you, got you. But um, Ebony K. Williams is here. The with homie, the- family. Family. We're f- celebrating with some black girl magic yes. wine. Hey. Okay. Yes. We offered Char some. Char didn't want any. Uh, nah, I can't right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. He said that real, real serious. But okay. congratulations. Oh. How does it feel to be the first... Black women on the Real Housewives of New York. How has the experience Exhausting. been? I, I saw you taking social media breaks cheers, and everything. Cheers. cheers. Um, cheers. Um, it, it feels very good to be with my family today. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. I feel like even I feel more appreciative to be in this room with y'all today than I probably ever have. Wow. Um, to be candid. Mm-hmm. So it's mentally and emotionally exhausting. It is, but I mean, don't cry for me, Argentina. Right? Like mm-hmm. I knew it would be. Obviously, um, it's 13 years of not having any black lens, um, no lens of color to speak of, which mm-hmm. is crazy because New York is 55% black and Latina. Right. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not representative of New York. That's not so. at all. And not even just only white women, y'all. They are a particular kind of white women. Except for know? Leah. Except for Leah, of course, who, you know, who is new to the franchise as well. Mm-hmm. Right. She's only been on one season. But the, the veteran castmates, you know, um, just Upper East Side. A very sheltered experience. So it's been an ex- an experience and an adventure. Right. I saw you had to take a break from social media. So I got to ask you, where are the fans of the show? Because I also imagine mm-hmm. they wanted you to bring in a different audience, but there's an existing audience there. Sure. So sure. what has that experience been like for you? And why did you take that break? So I took the break because obviously when we sign up to be in these spaces uh, in public, uh, you know, there is going to be an invitation for commentary and feedback. I fully get it. I'm not new to this. It goes all the way back to my days in cable news. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But abuse is something else. Right. And so I don't think that we have to expose ourselves to vitriol that becomes abuse. Uh, And some of that is out there in this particular Rony fandom. Um, And then there's also such fans that show me such love Mm -hmm. and love on the franchise and love this new direction, to your point, Mm -hmm. Yee, right? I think this is a very transitional season. I think Bravo recognized um, a little late in the game, but nonetheless have finally recognized the show couldn't go on like that. Mm -hmm. It couldn't just be this extremely narrow disproportionate representation of New York um, and time was for something different and some fans are going to love it. They love it, y'all. They stopped me on the street of all colors, by the way. This is not an exclusively black thing. Black women, uh, LGBTQ plus communities, uh, just any kind of marginalized group, including professionally working white women Mm -hmm. that are just happy to see a woman on this show that has a job you know in a real way it Mm -hmm. goes to work and is is getting this back uh, on her own accord so it's been a lot of love and the most educated one yeah and this is true it's just true (laughs) right and it wouldn't have even come up yeah i'm glad you brought it up because you know it's like okay in context what does that mean 
It only came up, Angela, because my castmate Luann was making a f***ed up argument correlating one's ability to use certain sexually free terminology mm -hmm. with being educated. Mm -hmm. right. And my point is, I have a terminal degree. It's undisputed. Um, and I say whatever I want. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not about to do that. We're not about to shame sexually free women on the basis of education. In my Yanla voice, not on my watch. You know what's so interesting? I love what you said about, uh, you know, social media. Because I always say we're all in emotionally abusive relationships with social, social media. Yeah. And we don't have to be. And we don't have to be. <laughs> yes. That's the thing, right? Like, you can actually just log out of the app. Mm -hmm. And it's very empowering. And I'm going to do it from time to time now right. that I've done it. It felt really good, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good at not overusing it. I actually probably don't post enough. Mm -hmm. But I'm not on it a lot. Like if mm -hmm. I'm working or I have to post something, that's when mm -hmm. I go on and I look at what's happening and then I get right back off. Because right. I feel like we do so much in our real lives. I don't even really have time. Yeah. And I, I can imagine just from you filming that show mm -hmm. and then obviously you have your Holding Court podcast. Then obviously, hey. you know, hey. Revolt TV. Yeah, it's a lot. We're all busy. And you're an attorney, you know, on top of that. Yeah. So how do you even have time for yourself nowadays? I just make it. Um, I'm also making time for dating, which I want to talk to y'all about because mm. um, I know that was a, a rumor report that I want to get, get some <laughs> context around um, why my engagement ended. But um, I just got to make the time, right? right? Because I don't practice law anymore. So that that's that's freed up some time. But uh, even still, with all of the platforms and, you know, all the different things going on, I if I want my life to look a certain way, I have got to curate something differently. Mm -hmm. So I'm making time. Yeah. All right, let's clear up the rumor report. Let's right? clear up the because rumor report. The report was, and we had a whole conversation about you. Mm -hmm. Ebony kids here, f them kids. Yeah, and I stand and I stand by it, Charlemagne. Well, let's, you let's know. recap for people okay, who yes. maybe didn't hear it. So talk about yeah. you had a boyfriend. I had a and, fiance. Uh, yeah, fiance, and mm -hmm. during the pandemic, you guys split up. Yes. Because he decided to quarantine with his grown children. Yes, two of which were adults, 20 and 18 at the time, and a 13-year-old. Okay, so that was the end of it. Yes, and obviously a whole lot happened before that. Um, but for me, when I say f*** them kids, what I mean is I actually believe, and I, I so wholeheartedly believe it. It's really adults. F*** them adults. F*** them adults. Um, By the way, y'all never getting back together. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. Sure. When you say f*** them kids. That's, that's oh, Charlamagne. Trust and believe. Um, the kids probably making all kind of burner accounts too. Uh, <laughs> the kids were making burner accounts before. Um, part of the problem. I, I just don't believe in children running households. I really don't. I believe in the divine order of family structure and leadership. Um, so I believe God. I believe spouse, and then I believe the children. Right. And I think the children need leadership. I think children need guidance. And I think the best gift you could give children is modeling healthy, strong, committed relationships between loving adults. Mm -hmm. And when I recognized that my partner, then partner, didn't subscribe to that model, there was no way we could build a family together. So there was no need to continue in the relationship. I would love to know if that's possible. Like, could you be a man who has kids with a woman yes. you and that woman don't work out then you Ooh. get with another woman and you love that woman more than your kids I nobody don't know said that Charlemagne. yeah that was a whole that was a whole <laughs> that, I mean, but that's what it would take though no. for order yeah it's a different type no. of order. other than that it's just societal structure no 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 well that's what marriage is right I mean, I find marriage to be around a structural. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Th that's the only reason I'm seeking it. Y'all can be madly in love, but y'all need to marry you. Right. I think I that's, agree. right? Like, I think love and marriage are not really that related, actually. A lot of people are married and don't love each other. Show don't. You, you Show don't. <laughs> you, you, you make time for and you put first what you absolutely care for the most. 
or what who you believe is best positioned to make decisions, Charlemagne. I'm talking about structural family decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, where you live, what type of home, what neighborhood, where you go on vacation, where you even go to dinner. I don't believe children are best positioned to be the authority on that decision. Oh, so that's what it was. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Could you have quarantined with him at their house with the kids? That's a great question, Miss And you asked that question, Charlamagne, when you mm-hmm. guys had the conversation on Rumor Report. And that's why I wanted to come here with my friends and family and revisit it. <laughs> In a perfect situation, of course, right? That would be the ideal situation. What also, unfortunately, was at play with my relationship was my then-fiancé had not curated a healthy enough environment in that home Mm -hmm. that he shared with those kids to be able to invite me in an adult position there. He should have let them know, this is my new wife. This is who I love. I need y'all to respect her. This is who I trust trust. to make decisions alongside me as my equal that is also in best interest of you. And if you have a woman that you don't think is making choices in best interest of your children as well, you've picked the wrong woman. Yeah. Right? So that was kind of, so it was a lot more than just the headline, the clickbait headline um, that was reported. But I respected it and it was cute and it funny. It was an interesting conversation. But it's a really good conversation. A lot of people could relate to at that time. It's, yeah. actually, it's actually a better conversation because yeah. he did, he would have to set that environment. And right. then if I was you, I'd be like, well, what are you, what, what am I to you? What are you telling them about me? What are you mm-hmm. showing them about, not and me and women in position? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like what, what kind of husbands are you setting these young men up? I don't blame those kids. Those kids with the love and affection, right? Um, <laughs> those kids, that. those kids are kids. Now, was you know? he a white guy or a black guy? He was oh, a Jewish guy. Jewish, yeah, okay. yeah. And culturally, is that part of it? Probably. But I also have found this is this my dating experience that it's also uh, an affluence thing. Mm-hmm. I think when you start dealing with people of all colors with more resources and more affluence, these children become disproportionately empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something I've noticed because I'm actively dating now. I've right. hired a matchmaker. I'm going on dates. Yes. I'm in these streets. Um, and it's really amazing and it's fun. But I'm now having those conversations. This this one we're having mm-hmm. about order, like day two or three. Who do you feel like you should be making decisions with when it comes to family structure that's mm-hmm. really and i didn't know that to even ask that before my my recent relationship so i'm grateful for it all right we got more with ebony k williams when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj envy angela yee charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club from housewives of new york an attorney you know she's friend to the room ebony k williams is here yee let's talk about bershawn who was a guest yes. right she was yes. ramona's friend was it Yes, she was bought on the show as Ramona's friend. Right, and yes. you guys had the dinner. You guys had a conversation mm-hmm. there, and then she was saying, "Well, all women, you know, we all have, we're all the same," and you didn't seem to like that conversation at all. So, what were your thoughts on Bershawn? Because I know you felt excited, like, "Okay, finally, yeah, like, let's, right? let's add a little color into the mix." And, and more, um, not only that, I knew of Bershawn Shaw. I knew of her wonderful, empowering story of beating cancer not once but twice. Mm-hmm. Um, stage four, she had 30, 60 days or something crazy to right. live. So, you know, I, I had like a reverence for this woman mm-hmm. um, and her stories. And listen, I want to just say this: Bershawn is her own strong, beautiful black woman. Mm-hmm. She doesn't got to see it the way I see it. She won't have to do it the way I do it. Obviously, in the episode, it becomes very clear that we see this this, this dynamic differently, you know? And it, it takes all kinds, you know? I by no means think I'm singular in my approach to what I think is in the best interest of what I call truth and reconciliation between our races. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go dark to get to the light. Some people don't want to go to the dark to get mm-hmm. to the light. Some people feel like that's just too much trauma. 
um, or it's too heavy or it, they're scared we can't come back mm-hmm. to the light mm-hmm. from the dark. Now that I'm looking back at these episodes in real time, I'm glad it happened that way. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Bershawn and I did not represent the kind of same um, experience, right. yes, and lens of black womanhood. Uh, because I think that shows the truth of black women and black people, which is we are complicated. Um, and we are nuanced and we each are entitled to our own independent experiences. So she, you know, really felt that she wanted to lean into the similarities um, of herself and the women. And I wanted to start with the distinctions to get to the similarities. Right. So, OK. Yeah. What was the most stressful episode for you so far? Uh, the one you watched recently, mm-hmm. particularly the back half of it. OK. That conversation at Ramona's house one on one. It was probably the one and only time I almost stopped filming. Like I was wow. like, you know, and not in a hyperbole dramatic way. I'm really not not one for drama, which would beg the question why I would do this show. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, In a way that made me say, OK, everybody. And when I say everybody, production, network, everybody involved. This was a noble effort. I think everybody came with good intention. I think we might have made a huge mistake. It was that kind of come to Jesus. I mean, we literally had an emergency conference call super late night with west coast east coast yeah because at some point this becomes irreparable harm spiritually emotionally mentally mentally and i just don't need to be on tv that bad so the production company is supportive though of oh extremely they've been extremely supportive and not just like on my side per se but productive and supportive of solution i was going to ask you what what is the best way to deal with white fragility Mm-hmm. while keeping your mental and um, emotional peace? Brilliant question, brother. Um, I realized what I had to do to deal with it, and I encourage everybody listening to this conversation that deals with any aspect of white fragility to adopt this model. I didn't adopt it till very late in the filming process, and I wish I had done it sooner. It's a very difficult thing. The answer is you have to literally divorce yourself mm-hmm. from any preoccupation whatsoever with white comfort. You have to actually decide you do not care whatsoever about white people's comfort. Love it. And once you decide that, and it's not an easy, I can say it now because I've processed almost a year of this shit, but at first it was very difficult. I found myself cringing, right? Like, oh, and it's because I'm having a vicarious reaction to the white uncomfortability. And once I realized that's not on me, right? that's not on me. That's right. Um, and it's not on anybody that looks like us to be responsible for their uncomfortability, their willful ignorance to our experience in this nation and in this world. So once I actually said, I'm actually gonna make a conscious decision to not give a about white people's comfort, I'm able to handle the fragility. You know, what do you think about this? Cause I saw Mm -hmm. Leah discussing you were talking about politics, right, with yes. Ramona. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I and was. She, and she kind of didn't feel like it. Yes. Oh, right. she definitely didn't feel like it. Right. Yeah. And so what are your thoughts on a certain time? She just wanted to have a good time and mm-hmm. not have that discussion right then. Some people really don't like talking about politics and don't care that much. Like, yeah. To not even know who the president is. Two things. Number one, that that didn't apply to Ramona because we know Ramona's at Mar-a-Lago every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> you don't not care about politics. That's... That's not, um, yep. So we know that doesn't apply to her. And even if it did, though, because you're right, Angela, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't give a f- about politics. I actually would push back on the fact that I was trying to have a conversation with Ramona about politics. I actually wasn't. I was really trying to have a conversation with Ramona about um, the advancement of women's rights. Mm-hmm. That's really what I was talking mm-hmm. about, because I, I made it very clear. Obviously, I knew Ramona and I did not vote for the same person on that ballot. Right. Not a pr- I don't give a f- 
My mama voted for Trump the first time. I'm I, that is not something that I'm hostile to. What I'm trying to decide. Not the second time. Right? Hell no, not okay, the second time. Okay. She was really mad as hell. But <laughs> Gloria be on one anyway. Um, what I was trying to get to in that conversation with Ramona Yee is an understanding of this woman's value system, right? Because again, going back to friends. I can't be friends with someone unless I know we have basic fundamental shared values mm-hmm. until I'm confident, not that we have the same position on taxation, not that we have the same position on the Iran deal. I don't give a f- about that. That's politics, right? That we have the same position on the basic value of human worth, of women's equality in society, mm-hmm. of the full liberation of black people in this nation. Once I get clear, I'm pretty much those two things. <laughs> um, I can build a relationship with anybody. Right. And so my line of questioning when I walked into this woman's house, still getting to know her, was to say, F- the partisanship, F- the politics. How about we, in this moment as women, and you as a mother to a daughter, can we kind of just celebrate the fact that a woman in this country has done something that no other woman in American politics has ever done? Mm-hmm. And I'm not even f- y'all. Had it been Sarah Palin, as much as I don't have anything politically in common with Sarah Palin, that would have been a part of me that celebrated, good for this bitch, you yeah, know, because you <laughs> not yeah, for yeah, nothing, yeah. not for nothing, because no one had ever done it before. That's right. <laughs> and very few have even been given the opportunity to. Um, and when she couldn't meet me there, Angela, right. that was a flag that says, this is not actually about, that's a gas, that's what I said when, when I said she's gaslighting me. You're trying to make a human interest issue about politics to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And somebody put out a, um, a comment that was re- really dope, and they said, Ebony is not even talking about politics because race is not politics. And this is a f***ed up conflation that's going on in our society now, y'all, where people will act like to discuss blackness or to discuss or women, um, women right. or to discuss LGBTQ plus rights. Um, basic human rights is to be political. It is not. Right. We had a president for four years that made those issues political. That's right. And I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know more about these black people who were upset with you and wanted oh, you to make these white upset. people comfortable. Yeah, they're very upset, Charlemagne. Um, yes, ma'am. What were they saying to you? Like, don't you talk too loud around Madison now, Ebony. What was they saying? Taylor, get your friend. What was what they the saying? Uh, <laughs> Why are you making all that noise on that plantation? But, uh, essentially, the black uh, pushback I'm getting, Char, is are black people feeling like I am making them cringe and I am messing up their good entertaining time. And this is what I've realized after self-reflection and being poured into by greats like uh, Teslin Figaro, right. uh, the good brother David Johns, uh, Eugene Scott, just so many people. They're like, Eb, you know what you're doing? Is you're holding up a mirror to some of our kinfolk that let this bullshit, microaggression, white supremacy, casual Mm -hmm. or aggressive racism pass them by every day. And they don't say Mm -hmm. And so when they see you saying it's a reflection of what they're not doing in their daily life. And they're feeling attacked. They're feeling under siege by this example of you um, stepping into your power in a way that they themselves might not feel empowered to do so. All right, we got more with Ebony K. Williams when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club from Housewives of New York. An attorney, you know, she's friend to the room. Ebony K. Williams is here. Yee. Do you think these women are really unaware of certain things like that can be triggering, like saying the help? Oh right? yeah. My, now I heard that, and right away I was like, oh no, she didn't. This, mm-hmm. but and you felt the same way. Do you mm-hmm. think that they really? Think she knew. No, no, no. She and none know. of the other women did either. No, and I will say about the help comment, just to 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 
case in point, I'm really not trying to cancel these bitches like that. I didn't even think it was racial to help because right. she actually was talking to a white woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just disrespectful on a basic human level. That's right. Talking about some idea and I help confuse. Yeah, Mich- Michelle is a whole a, person. Yeah. I talked to Michelle over the weekend. She's great. Mm-hmm. Don't call this woman to help. She lives for more than to just pour your f-ing Pinot Grigio. Mm-hmm. Although you do a great job at this black girl magic sparkling <laughs> wine pour. And then the other issue, right, in that same episode mm-hmm. was this angry black woman trope that you had to discuss. And that, I feel right. like, conversation took a lot to break through. Yeah. For even people to understand that. And it's true. Like, Leah can get upset. Mm-hmm. She can call everybody a hoe. Literally. She can storm out of the house. She mm-hmm. can scream at everyone. And they don't look at it the same as she's angry as they look at you mm-hmm. for raising your voice a little in mm-hmm. the, a passionate conversation. Passionate conversation. And that's because we know, right, black women, women of color in general, we're not afforded a full range of human experience. Um, so what do we do? We shut it down when they start saying something we don't want to hear. We say they're angry. Mm-hmm. And what happens most of the time in real life it's an effective silencing tool. Either that or they start crying, which is the white fragility at play. Mm-hmm. And when Ramona started that, she, oh my God, oh my. stop, ma'am. Right. You were literally standing up two seconds ago, screaming on a cup of the white tears. Those are very dangerous, by the way. Very, uh, dangerous. very dangerous. They actually get people killed. That's right. Um, and you're doing all of this and you're doing the most. And then I simply say something that you don't want to hear. And mm-hmm. now it's the waterworks and the shenanigans. And I had to call a thing a thing. Miss me, your wife fragility is killing me. She had never heard the term wife fragility. Right. And then she um, was really upset. Like, I'm not about a it. gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so ridiculous. Uh, so she um, looked it up, and I will say they are going to Google, and that's what they should be doing. That's good. You don't yeah. have to explain it all. And then even just yeah. the hypocrisy of, well, you know, Leah gets to pass, her grandmother is dying. Yeah. And you're like, duh, my grandmother is also dying. Yeah. Um, and that Angela actually was more painful to me on a personal level than most anything else that had happened up until that point, mm-hmm. because that again reinforces a narrative that says black people don't get to grieve. It's dehumanizing. It's dehumanizing. It goes back to the slave blocks when they're selling us from our husbands, our babies, and our parents. And not only are they doing that, if we had the audacity to cry about it, you got beat, mm-hmm. because that's an indication of our humanity and decent Christians don't enslave other humans. So they have to divorce us from our humanity. And I can't unknow what I know. And I think that's the biggest challenge of me on the show, y'all, is um, I've studied this as a deep level. This is my life's work. It's been in me since I was a kid. I'll never, ever apologize for what I do know. It's my privilege to know what I know and to share it. Um, and if you're going to put me on a global platform like Housewives, you're going to get this black excellence. You know, I you're going to get it. I, I, I want to go back to the angry black woman trope because that mm-hmm. goes back to making white people comfortable too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we, you know, we, we both go to therapy a lot. Yes. The therapist tells you, feel your feels. Mm-hmm. So if you are angry about something, if you are upset about something, if you are passionate about something, you should be able to express that. You totally Period. should be, including anger, by the way. So that's mm-hmm. not to say that black women don't get angry. What was tripping me out was like, y'all haven't even seen me angry yet. Right. Even a little bit. <laughs> Not even. I'm just Man, my listen. And then um, she apologized, but then wanted you to apologize also. To, that was to Charlemagne's point, she wanted me to apologize for having a human reaction. Mm-hmm. And I had to exp- explain that real slow so she could understand. What I can't do is apologize for having a human reaction to your ridiculousness. And it's just a struggle. But I will say, at some point this season, I think we have a bit of a breakthrough. Yes, I was um, going to ask you, yeah. do you feel like this all this work you done put in um, did anything? I, 
Yeah, yeah. And if it didn't do anything for these particular women on the show, it did something for a lot of people watching. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very similar to my time at Fox News. Was I changing the people I was in conversation with on camera? Probably not. Really wasn't my goal. It's the people that are changeable that are watching the platform. And I've had, I have the DMs to prove it, y'all. People that say, you know, I had never heard of the term microaggression before. I learned more in two episodes of Roni about these issues than Mm -hmm. I have in all these diversity trainings I'm having at work. Because to see, you got to see it. You know, sadly, mm-hmm. it's like um, the murder of Brother George Floyd. Mm. Yeah, we knew yeah, it was yeah. happening. Yeah. We talk about it every day. Absolutely. But until they see it, y'all, with their own two eyes, they don't believe it. I remember before you joined the show, one mm-hmm. of the um, housewives was saying, All Lives Matter. That was Ramona. That was Ramona? Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a conversation about that ever, even off camera? We didn't because I made a decision, ye to not bring anything I didn't experience in real time with them to the table. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. then we would have never got off the ground, period. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to come in. Because a lot of people were also gassing me before the show. (laughs) Like, go get Ramona's ass. Cancel that bitch. No, I'm not. That's not really my speed. I'm going to engage with her authentically in real time and hold her accountable for what happens in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I approached it. Have you signed on for another season yet? So it's not time for that yet, ye. Um, <laughs> a lot of decisions have to be made first by the network. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. it 100. They first they get to make the first decision. Do they want to invite me back for a contract renewal? Then I get to make decisions, right? Um, am I interested at all? Do the terms work? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can, 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 I wonder, can white fragility be repaired? If they wanted to. Mm. If they wanted to, it's kind of like, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the reparation of um, white supremacy, because part of me thinks we didn't, as people of color, build white supremacy. So how can we eradicate it? Mm-hmm. But then it's also um, I'm really big into Isabel Wilkinson's book, Cast. Cast. Oh, I love it. Obsessed, yep. right? Read. Obsessed. And she talks about the arbitrary nature of white supremacy, which is it's literally f***ing made up. Mm-hmm. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's an artificial yep. positioning. Social construct. Yep. So totally socially constructed. So so then why can't we just socially deconstruct it? If if it was it was randomly made up, totally arbitrary, it seems to reason we should just arbitrarily be able to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Just because we decide to as a society. Right. And that goes back to People that look like us having an issue with my making these people uncomfortable and my insistence to bring my blackness to this show. I am your sister. You are my sister, <laughs> Oh, y'all but drunk. I was your oh, sister and I was drunk. in charge of 16, $16 million. dollars. in the bar. I love you, man. <laughs> you are my sister. But I would get her evaluated every too, year. Charlemagne. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. You should have had some wine too, but yeah. we we okay. respect your Absolutely. solidarity. That's right. After yeah. September. No pressure here. All right. That's right. All right. Well, but cheers. Ebony K. Williams. Cheers, y'all. Love you. You know we love you. Appreciate you so much. Make sure you check out our podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Make Definitely sure you check that. out Real Housewives in New York every Tuesday. At 9 p.m. only on Bravo. All right. It's okay. the Breakfast Club. Working. Working. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Jay-Z and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey had a 30-minute conversation. Now, this took place on Twitter Spaces a couple of days ago on Monday. And amongst the things they discussed was the evolution of Tidal. You know, Jack Dorsey has purchased a uh, majority share of Tidal. And so they were talking about playlisting and they were talking about being a business. Here is what Jay-Z had to say about being a businessman. You are like the living manifestation of like an intersection between an artist 
and a, a business and an entrepreneur. What was the most surprising thing you learned along the way in that intersection? It's a natural progression of what you do, like a natural thing to create art and protect your art and to have a dialogue with the people who consume and enjoy your art. It's not as difficult as it's made to appear. I think a lot of it is the confusion is created to keep a lot of people in the dark. All right. As you know, he's not just a businessman. He's a businessman. And in addition to that, they talked about playlisting. Jay-Z says that he is the goat of making playlists. I think in the beginning, everything was like super manual. I was making playlists and people were making playlists. You know, we were creating um, content in-house as we worked on the algorithm and and we built and built and it got really good. And um, if you play a song now, you could just pretty much let title fly. And I promise you, you're going to find new music, new amazing music that you've never heard before. I found so many songs. My playlist game is A++. I I challenge anyone out there. Mm. You don't know (laughs) if you're really good at playlists until you're in a party. Mm-hmm. And yes. somebody passes you the aux cord. You know what I mean? Nice little red cup kickback or something. You don't know if your playlist is A1 until you're in that environment. Yeah. I uh, Listen, I have like, tw- I make playlists all the time. That's how I actually run and work out. And it's exciting when you do a new playlist and you know you're about to go work out. And you be really enthusiastic about it. I, and do, then- I do know on title, if you type in, um, if you start with a Be Real Black black for me. Uh, who's that, Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway? And let it go from there. Man. Mm. Man, 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 man. All right. Now, since we're talking about music and playlists, let's talk about versus new announcement. Surprise celebration. Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown. That's going to be happening. OK, Thursday. it's old right. nigga time. That's let's go. Tomorrow. It's time, baby. That's going to be dope. Hey, who you got? Come on, don't do that. There's no who you who got. Who you got? No, no. You said who you got on every verses, but now it, don't say that now. Don't say that now. And well, let's the, not forget, <laughs> Keith Sweat wrote a lot of songs for people too. Those are two of my favorite. Twenty. Uh, speaking, Twenty. Speaking of playlists, when I put together playlists, it's a lot of Keith Sweat. It's a lot of Bobby Brown. I really don't know. I, sorry, I, answer I really the question. Don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, answer the question. You. You're I don't know. right now. Answer the question, sir. I don't. I mean, pick per, one, sir. Personally, I don't know. Sir, I mean, pick one. Know. You got to pick one. I don't know. You got to pick one. Go ahead, really Evan. You know. pick one. I don't know either. Now nah, I'm with Bobby Brown. <sighs> I mean, Keith Sweat used songs that he mm-hmm. wrote. Yeah, man. I mean, because Keith Sweat can drop Johnny Kim just got paid, and Keith Sweat got a lot of those dope love songs and ballads. I mean, Bobby Brown got more of the up tempo joints that you hear. You know, when you when we doing our cookouts and things of that nature. You, you know what I mean? Too. But they keep sweat. That's what I'm saying. Keep sweat got LSG. Pick a lot. one. I can't. I really can't pick between <laughs> those two. What about you? I'm Yee? just ready for the title playlist. <laughs> I'm being Who you got, Yee? Man, I love Bobby Brown. And uh-huh. if he could do new edition songs yes, and Bobby Brown songs. But but let's not go. forget about Keith Sweat as a writer. Can he do the yeah. songs oh, that he goodness, wrote too? Right. And he got some. And I'm not gonna lie, Keith Sweat got pick the slow side, jams for pick real. Side, pick Keith Sweat wrote Johnny forever. Kim. Johnny Kim just got paid. Nobody. Bro. Come on, man. So you're not gonna pick mm-hmm. one? I'll give all my love to you. So you're not gonna pick one? I wanna. So you saying Mary Brown? So you got Keith Sweat. No, I don't. But I don't have one. either one. I'm, I'm not just picking. Saying, pick one. Leave me alone. It's old nigga time. That's all I know. Okay, we out here. All right. Well, that is you your rumor wait. report. Y'all <laughs> right. need to think about it a little bit more. Gonna have that playing loud in the house tomorrow. Okay, me and the wife embarrassing the hell out of the kids. My prerogative. Hey. <laughs> so you know Tenderoni. I ain't gonna lie. That's my song. My it's, favorite it's, Bobby Brown listen, song might be Roni. You talking about two different calibers of legends. Roni. 
Okay. He's a right. Who are you giving your donkey That's to? That's sweaty forehead, Talking Kanye music. Home. You hear me? You get to a certain age, your forehead be sweating for no reason. You know what I'm saying? You just cognac in that red cup. Well, who are you giving your sweaty donkey to then, bro? Could <laughs> you stop <laughs> talking to me in this way? He got a donk. All right. <laughs> Kelly Morris needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. She's a nurse in North Carolina, and it's a bigger teachable moment to be had about how people can't even be good at what they're supposed to do because they're too focused on being the talent. We'll talk about it. All right. We'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for donkey of the day. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sleep <laughs> say out his mouth. Just gotta say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the day right there. <laughs> the, the breakfast club, bitches. You can call me the donkey of the day, but like, I mean no harm. Mm. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, June 30th. Mike Tyson's born day. Cancer gang gang. Drop on the clues bonds for Mike Tyson, damn it. It's going to a nurse in North Carolina named Kelly Morris. Now, Kelly is a nurse at the Citadel Winston-Salem nursing facility, and she has been suspended from her job. Would you like to know what she was suspended for? Let's go to WXII NBC 12 for the report, please. Kelly Morris worked as a nurse at the Citadel Winston-Salem nursing facility on First Street. She also has an active TikTok account where she goes by the username Bubblegum Kells and often includes content about her job that some say is way out of line. Videos like these that appeared to show Morris joking about mistreating her patients. Morris says they're just jokes, but she's been suspended by her employer and now has created a GoFundMe page entitled TikTok Got Me Fired, So Feed My Kids. In a statement to <clears throat> WXI 12 News, Morris says, quote, the only thing hurt in my TikTok videos were people's feelings. All my videos are comedy skits. I can understand how someone can be upset, but not to the degree they are taking it. No one was ever harmed, and I treat all my patients with great care, and they all love me. And Morris told me that to her, this is just another example of cancel culture. Oh says God. she feels she's being targeted by a campaign of people who just can't take a joke. Okay, let's talk. Uh, the smartphone is the biggest stage in the world. It's the biggest stage ever. Okay, I told you all on this radio for weeks, walking around with this thing in your hand, this thing in your pocket, this device that gives you access to platforms like YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. It makes you feel like everything is content. It makes you feel like you want to perform. I applaud people who don't get caught up in the performance of it all, the performance of life. I'm telling you, it's a lost art, okay, just to be cool. People can't even focus on what God put them here to do because they are too busy wanting to perform for the world. Everybody wants to be a talent. Everybody wants to be a star. They think because they have an audience, no matter how big or how small, the audience is there and they have to entertain said audience. This is a nurse, okay, in a nursing facility doing comedy sketches. Okay, doing comedy sketches like people are just sitting around waiting on the Nurse Kelly show. Now, I'm just using Kelly Morris as an example because she's donkey of the day today. But this is an example of how America is obsessed with celebrity on all levels. Okay, a lot of Americans only equate real success with some form of celebrity. And let me be the first to tell you that's stupid and sad. Okay, success is subjective. A nurse in North Carolina making a decent salary. You got a place to stay. You got food on the table. You got a car to drive. If you're happy with that, that's success. That's why success is subjective. Success is not about money. Success is not about celebrity. Success is about are you doing what makes you happy? Okay, I promise you, Nurse Kelly, I know some millionaire comedians, millionaires in this entertainment business who would trade all of that for a peace of mind. Okay, they would trade all of it for true happiness. But if you want to be a comedian, Kelly, then go be a comedian. 
When you're not doing your nurse thing, go on stage, do some open mics. Hell, if you want to do comedy sketches at the house on your off time, cool. But when you are in that nursing facility, you have to focus on nursing. How could you possibly be the best nurse you could be when you're too busy trying to be Amy Schumer? Listen to some of these jokes she posted on TikTok while in the nursing facility. I'd unplug your vent to charge my cell phone. Me making sure all my patients uh, sleep all night because they kept me up last night. And she acts like she's putting too many pills in a person's cup. Would you slap a patient for a million dollars? If you had your loved one in this nursing facility, would this make you comfortable seeing a nurse act like that? If you were a patient in this facility, would you be comfortable seeing your nurse act like that? My point, Kelly, is why? Don't answer that. I know why, because nowadays money isn't the root of all evil. Attention is so much so that people will mess up their money for sad attention. Case in point, Kelly Morris. You got suspended from your job as a nurse because you want to get your SNL on and do comedy sketches. And you have the nerve to blame this on cancel culture. Kelly, you work at a nursing facility. Behavior like this gets you fired. There's no cancel culture in this. There's no cancel culture in that nursing facility, but it is termination culture. If they don't like your behavior, if they don't like your performance, they can fire you or, in your case, suspend you. Cancel culture has nothing to do with that. You're a nurse working at a nursing facility talking about harming patients. You don't see how that could rub the powers that be that you work for the wrong way? See, we scream cancel culture when it's just about accountability. Okay, you got suspended because the entity you work for is holding you accountable. Thank God you didn't get fired. But during this suspension, if I'm this nursing facility, I'm looking at you like she don't get it. She's blaming this on cancel culture. She started a second account on TikTok uh, called Bubblegum Kells with two Z's with the caption when trolls get you banned. Like I can't make a second account. See, she's still performing. Don't know when to stop. Trolls didn't get you banned from TikTok. Kelly, you did. Nobody's trolling you. Nobody trolled you. People are upset on how they see you treating uh, patients that are in the facility or are pretending to treat patients. OK, number one, they don't know you playing. And number two, they don't care that you playing because why are you playing? Nobody wants to see you joking about giving patients too many pills, lying about vital signs or acting as though you, you know, want a patient to die. OK, like, come on, Kelly. All right, she has a GoFundMe and the page is titled TikTok Got Me Fired. So feed my kids with a goal of $20,000. So far, she has raised $60. All right, $60, that is. And that's $1 too many if you ask me. Once again, Kelly, TikTok get, didn't get you fired. You did. If you want to be talent, go be talent. If you want to be a comedian, go be a comedian. If you're going to be a nurse, be the best nurse you can be. But you for sure can't do both at the same damn time. Please uh, let North Carolina's own the Hamiltons. Give North Carolina's Kelly Morris the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. <laughs> TikTok got me fired, so feed my kids. Your kids can't eat that attention, can they? Mm. Your kids can't eat those lights, can they? Kids can't eat those little floating hearts. Is that TikTok or that's another platform? What platform? What platform does it's Instagram. Instagram Live. Oh, that's Instagram. Instagram Live. Okay, whatever. Same difference. All right. Want to play a game? No, I. Well. Yeah. Do you? Nah, I don't know if we need to. Yeah, I don't think we need to. We I, know what this is, right? I don't. That's yeah, we know. Okay. All right. What is it? Tell me. What? You don't know for real? No. She's white. Oh. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I was thinking Puerto Rican, but okay. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hey there, this is Candy. Hey, tastes like candy, candy. Oh my God. You're married, boy. <laughs> I'm singing a song. And how many times do you hear that? That is a jam, yeah, every day. Every day. Every I'm day. Sure. <laughs> What's your question for you? Hey, girl, how are you? I'm good, Candy. How are you? Okay, I could be better. But um, anyways, I've been married for about seven years. Mm-hmm. And I found out my husband's cheating for the second time. Wow. Because um, sometimes black men do cheat, apparently. That's a um, lie. <laughs> black <laughs> <Yeah>. boys <laughs> cheat. So I've already filed the divorce papers. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's, I mean, acceptable for the girl he's with to stay with him even though, I mean, she's a freaking homewrecker? Well, like, I want to put her on blast. Like I reached out to her nicely. Mm-hmm. Literally, I didn't get, I didn't go in on her because it's not her fault, especially if she was lied to. Um, and she wrote me back saying she was going to file a police report against me, and that I'm crazy. Girl, all right, couple things here. I'm gonna say this: you don't know what yeah. he was telling her about you. Exactly. And, and so, I don't think there's anything you can say to another woman who is right. what you call a homewrecker. And he's a homewrecker, too, by the way, because he's the one that stepped out of your relationship. Number but, one, exactly. Yeah, all it's going to do is make you mad because clearly yeah. this woman is already brainwashed by him. The best thing you mm-hmm. can do is sit back and watch as it happens to her also because yeah. I- I'm going to be honest, like, he's in her head and that's who, you know, he's with right now. She's going to support him and want to be with him. She feels like she got the prize. But what she don't right. know is that no, he ain't no prize at that. all. And <laughs> your trash right now is her treasure. But she's going right. to learn soon enough that he ain't mm. Thank you, girl. I yeah. just want to try to put an end to it. But, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, don't drag this out. Don't even worry yourself about what's going on because you know what type of person he is. And there is no yep. way he's going to stay faithful to her either. So however long right. it takes, you just going to sit back and laugh when it happens to yeah. her. I hope so. <laughs> no, right, I so. know I so. <laughs> I know so. So all you can do oh. is go about your business. And the best thing you could do is live your best damn life. Because now you are damn. finally out of this awful relationship with somebody who yep. has recently yep. cheated on you. And you finally got rid of him. She really did you a favor by taking that Amen, trash girl. out for you. Except we have kids. So I still have to see his face every now and then. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Well, that's, a, you know, but, you know, that was the blessing that is. he gave you kids. And that was his purpose of being in your life. You have beautiful children. But right. he did one thing right. And that was it. You're right, girl. All right. I appreciate it. OK. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. Bye. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. It is time for Ask Ye. Now we have Andre on the line. What's up, Andre? Uh, good morning, Yee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What is your question? I'm all right. Well, I'm trying to help my bro out. Like, mm-hmm. and he... he like always in and out of a job or whatever the case may be. 
And I've been sending resources. I made him a resume. Every day I'm like, yo, bro, like, what you doing? Like, you kind of hit the gym up. And then he's like, nah. I'm like, all right, so did you apply for what I sent you yet? And he's like, nah, but I'm going to get to it. But it's like, it's constant. So it's like I'm trying to figure out, like, how, like, to help him or should I even try to help anymore at this point? Although they keep saying they want to be better. Right. It's, it's difficult when you have a friend like that because you want him to do better. You want him to be motivated, but you can't force anybody to do anything. You think there's something yeah. else bothering him? Like, is there some type of depression? Did something happen to him? Probably more than likely, you know, like a couple of things happened in his life. But, you know, despite the fact, you know what I'm saying, I've always you know, been holding my bro down or the case may be like, yo, bro, like I saw this opportunity. You know, I did this program and right now they extended the age range for your age at this point. So I figure, you know, the success, uh, I gained success from it. It's called Year Up, and I've been trying to get him to join it. And it's like, the opportunity is there, but it's like, I just keep pushing it, like, yo, bro. But I don't want to feel like I'm overstepping or, like, you know, coming out like I'm his dad or something. Right. Well, do you ask him if, if he feels like you're overstepping? What does he say when you ask him that? Like, if you explain to him, look, I really do want to help you and help you be motivated, but I also don't want to be a pain. Have you said that to him? Absolutely. And, like, one time he was like, all right, bro, I got you. And then, like, one time a long time ago, he was like, oh, like, you my pops or something? I'm like, what? Like, what you mean? Like, first of all, you asked me to help you the first time. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but other than that, he like, yo, bro, um, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And when I give him the resource, and it's like, did you do it yet? And it's like, nah. Like, he might have some self-esteem issues, too. Sometimes it's hard for people who feel like they don't like getting turned down and being told no. And so they won't even try or make an effort. And like I said, it could be underlying symptoms of depression there. It could be something that he hasn't even dealt with. He's not even aware of himself. You did what you could do, right? You made him a resume. You've given him some recommendations for jobs. Um, Does he have, like, self-esteem issues? Maybe. You know, he's confident, but then he gets scary. Like, he's one of the most oldest people you could meet when you put him, like, in a certain controlled environment that it's different. So... You know, he's very fortunate to have you as a friend, but all I can say is you can never force somebody to do anything when they're not motivated to do it themselves. It seems like he's got to deal with some of these issues himself. And we all, I believe, have friends or family members who are like that. Like, do you think he's lazy or do you think that there's some other issues where he doesn't believe in himself for whatever reason? It's a mixed bag, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. he, he will want something, but then when it comes down to putting the work, it's like, all right, yo, you ready? And it's like, you know, nothing happens. So, so where does he get money from? I'm not even sure <laughs> for you. But yeah, he had um he was working with the um vaccination sites, but you know they're doing like mass shutdowns on that or not. So right now, mm-hmm. I guess he's looking for something else. So, well, I think he's looking for something else. I've been trying to put him on the stuff, but you know, like I said, what does he want to do? He want to do comedy. He want to like it's hard to mm-hmm. tell. Like he want to do comedy, so I try to. You know, we was going to a spot a long time ago that he got scared of doing that place real f- So now he wants right. to, like, make money. But it's like, well, do you want to go back to school? Do you want to do this program trying to put you on? Like, he just wants to make money, but it's like, okay, you got to put in the work. So Yeah, we all want to make money, right? Right. And there's some people that are motivated and work really hard and some people who aren't. I think you can't just stress yourself over his situation. All you can do is be a supportive and encouraging friend that you have been, but you don't want to get wanted to get to the point where you're telling him what he needs to do or all the time that you talk to him, that's what you're discussing. So you can be encouraging. If he likes comedy, maybe he should maybe you should be like, Hey, why don't I film you doing some stuff and we can just look at it and see what you could, you know, and just be encouraging like that. 
but you can't make right. anybody do anything that they're not motivated to do. All you can do is present those opportunities, give your encouragement as a friend. I'm hoping that one day he'll pull it together and figure it out. But if not, you did all that you can do. As long as you're not giving him money and having to support anything for him, because that can be a drag for you. We don't want this to be something right. that weighs down on you. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't do anybody any good. Right. As long as he's right. not harming himself and as long as he's not relying on you or other people for things, then I think you've done your part. Got you. All all right, right. Well, you're a good Appreciate friend. It. We all we all need friends like you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a good Ask one, y'all. You too. All right. Ask ye. 800-585-1051. Now you got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Pooh Shiesty. There's some more bad news for him, and it has to do with Instagram photos. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 051. Oh, this just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, we already talked about the verses that's going to be happening on July 1st. That's going to be Bobby Brown versus Keith Sweat. That's tomorrow. That's right. That's, yep. that, sw- that's that sweaty forehead cup full of uh, uh, red cup full of cognac uh, verses right there. I can't wait. And, you know, it's Essence Festival weekend, too. So that's going to mm. kind of kick everything off is that verses. And then you can see more Essence Fest. Week one was last week. And then week two is this weekend. That's right. That means that's our time to shine, baby. The 40 plus, 40 plus crowd. Oh, nigga time. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we had talked to Stephanie Mills on The Breakfast Club. And this is what she had to say about <laughs> Yo, verses. You're so excited. Look at him. <laughs> Have you been approached about, like, doing verses? We tried. George, who's Shocker's manager, mm-hmm. and my manager, reached out to them, but they weren't interested. The versus people weren't interested. Yo, don't tell me that. Who did they talk to? They talked to my manager, Amp. No, I'm saying, who did Amp, did Amp talk to Swiss and Tim? I don't believe Swiss and Tim would turn that down. Breaking news, (laughs) she don't even know. We working on it right now. Oh, now (laughs) they want to do it, now. (laughs) <laughs> no, you got to do it. You got No, I don't want to do it. Why don't you want to do it? What's yeah. a miscommunicate? There's no oh, way. Oh, now they want to do it. But there's niggas, not... niggas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want to point out, we talked about Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown, Essence Fest, Stephanie Mills, Shaka Khan versus Time for us to start doing boat rides, y'all. Yo, somebody said that the other day. That was like, Let's I go. love the Breakfast Club. They should start doing Breakfast boat Club, rides. Breakfast Club boat crew. Sorry, Tom Joyner ain't here no more. <laughs> All right. Well, Stephanie Mills is also on Cocktails with Queens, and they had a similar conversation. And then Swizz went into the comments on Fox Soul and said, that's not the truth. With all due respect and love, why would we ever not be interested in two amazing queens? I have no idea who told them this info. So just FYI, maybe it really is in the works. Now, Bow Wow uh, is saying that he doesn't want to rap anymore. He says it brings too much stress. He went on social media and he said... I was so stressed putting the show together in four days for verses. What y'all don't know is our hard drive crashed six minutes before we went live. See? And he also says that he just doesn't feel like doing this. It's just too much stress. Here's what else he said. This shit right here, that's the number one reason why I don't want to rap no more. This is the reason why I do movies and I do so much other shit. It's because the rap shit brings stress. I don't like no motherfucking stress. I ain't been stressed all motherfucking. <laughs> he seems stressed. Well, I mean, the thing about the thing about uh, the thing about it is, though, Shad Moss has a great catalog, right? And we saw that during verses, right. and that's why they're able to go out and do the Millennium tour every year. So, what would be the reason to do new music other than you just wanted to? Yeah, you can go out there and just tour your catalog. He's like, look, I ain't going through this stress. <laughs> he said, I ain't doing right. this stress no more. Now, Kevin Hart wants to thank his trainer boss. 
And his trainer is the person who actually helped him walk again. And he's been helping him so much, right? So he said what he wants to do is he's going to renovate part of his home. It's an upcoming episode of the HGTV series Celebrity IOU. That's when celebrities refurbish the homes of people in their lives. So he said in a statement, my life got flipped upside down by a tragic accident. I had to kind of start over. It's good when you have somebody to do it with you and walk you through it. And Boss was there with me every step of the way. Trouble includes Boss for Boss, man. That's being dope. a great friend. That is dope. Also, he threatened to drown Kevin like three or four times the other day on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. He kept dunking him under Almost the water. Almost did it. I think he was and saying, he you going refurbish my house. You <laughs> refurbish my goddamn house. I actually had an opportunity to work out with Boss one time and Kevin Hart. We did a um, rumble boxing class. It was no joke if y'all ever did rumble. It's a nice full body workout. Now that celebrity IOU episode will be airing on Monday, by the way. So it'll also be available to stream that same day on Discovery Plus. I never even heard of that show, but I'm gonna check it out. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's discuss Kodak Black. He's having some issues with his label, his crew, his sniper gang label. And he said that he is not signing rappers anymore. He put that in a now deleted Twitter message. He said, F a friendship, I'm on business. And I guess, you know, he's talking about Jack Boy. They had some back and forth on social media. He also said, I ain't signing rappers no more. He said, they were ungrateful. I'm I'm not trying to Twitter internet bang with nobody. I started this ish, so I need my money for letting N-words eat off my face. That's it. Other than that, I love everybody. Have a blessed day. So he's insinuating that, yes, things didn't go so well with his artist and childhood friend jack boy and so here's what else happened as they went back and forth all the shit i did boy it was my fault though it's my fault for like being loyal to the wrong people it's my fault for spoiling i did this to myself because it's like i breathe greed and what i feel like he just gonna keep blessing me but he ain't never gonna want nothing back he ain't never told me thank you he ain't never like Oh yeah, bro. Thank you for putting me in this position. Anyway, but that's the bro. I, don't, I wouldn't want to see nothing happen to him. I think people gotta now, realize this is a business. Like you can't. You, I know it's it's cool to have you know to be friends, but at the end of the day, this is a business. You're a businessman. You own a record label. You're signing an artist because he will sell records. You're not signing him because he's your man. You sign him because he's good. And then you you sign him, and then when he does well, he explodes and he blows up. Yeah, friendship and business is a blurry line. If you do business with your friends, just make sure they are getting treated correct. But also, man, you know, it would be very hard for me to, like, you know, ever want to do business with you again if you're my friend. And when something like this happens, you're calling well, me ungrateful and saying you should thank me and, you know, mm-hmm. I did X, Y, and Z correct. for you. I don't, you know, you shouldn't do that to your friends. It's a business relationship. Yeah. Well, if, if you want to hear what Jack Boy said, here's what he said on his Instagram live. I'm not going to go into detail or explain to nobody. Like, I don't care. One on one, I'm going to tell you, hey, boy, you lame as f- but to y'all, I don't give a f- he tell y'all the sky green on this mother f- Hey, the sky is green. But one-on-one, hey, boy, you know the f- sky blue, boy. Stop playing like that. If you looking for that every day, don't come on my because sh- I'm not going to give you that every day. I'm not going back and forth. I'm not. No, that's my f- I love my dog. But right now, you on some funny sh- That's real, though. If y'all really friends, it shouldn't be on social media. You know what I mean? Right. You shouldn't. You, you, and I just really think you shouldn't do that to your friends. If somebody does something for you, but then they, you know, have to tell you, remember what I did for you and I did X, Y, and Z for you? I don't, I don't like people like that. I don't mm-hmm. like that. 
All right, now Pooh Shiesty, his Instagram photos are being used by the feds to indict him in a Florida shooting that left two people wounded. So as you know, he's been indicted and taken into federal custody in connection to the October 2020 shooting in uh, Bay Harbor Islands, Florida. He will not be released until a detention hearing. That detention hearing is on July 6th. Investigators saw some Instagram photos which showed him flaunting several long rifles and $100 bills. One of the bills inside a Louis Vuitton bag that fell out of uh, the car that left the scene matched the same serial number in his picture. So I don't know. There's all kinds of um, of issues right now. As you know, he turned himself into authorities and he's been having a lot of issues. He's now been charged with discharging a firearm during a violent crime, conspiracy and robbery under a law regulating commerce. Mm-hmm. So that Instagram, damn it. All right. Now, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever starts production in Atlanta. So not much is known about this uh, sequel to Black Panther. Plot details have not been been revealed, but they did say that people from the original cast will return. I would hope so. Yeah, so y'all can be excited for that. They already started, and they're scheduling to release that movie next year, July 8th, 2022. Yeah, I I, I believe in Ryan Coogler. I think he'll be able to figure it out without without the late, great Chadwick Boseman. It'll be interesting to see. All right. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor reports. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix. Let's go. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. It's going down. Do you want to elevate your sleep? Right now, save up to $300 on top-rated brands like Sealy's and Sleepy's at Mattress Firm. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Every night, save big, sleep better. Shop the semi-annual sale now. Good morning, show the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy has left us, but we have a special guest in the building. Who is it, Yee? This is my girl Zola. What's up, Zola? Hi. So we're excited because the movie is official. So let's talk about the process and Zola. Like this was a huge thing. It was a 148 tweet thread when you first put the story out, and people didn't believe it. So let's flash back to that uh, Twitter time when you first posted the story about Zola. Um, yeah, so it was 2015, and I just, you know, randomly got inspired. I was scrolling on my phone, and I came across these pictures from this trip I took maybe, like, five months prior, and I was like, you know what, I think I want to tweet about this. Like, it's, I always kind of told my stories on Twitter, so that day, I was like, I'm just going to, you know, really get into detail about this. So I told it on Twitter. It went viral instantly. It was like... Each individual tweet was going viral on its own. And so um, at that point, the next day, I got a call. And uh, they were like, you know, this is James Franco. I really, I want to direct this. Like, we should do something with this. And I'm like, no way. So we ended up flying out. My mom, who's my manager, Mm -hmm. at that time, we flew out to L.A. We met him on set. We really didn't talk business that, that first time we met. He just wanted to, like, get to know me which was crazy for me. I'm like, what the f*** could James Franco possibly want to know about me? But he just seemed really intrigued. And so um, I was like, I think I think this could work. So then at that point, uh, they, there was a completely different team of writers. And um, they had wrote a script that I really wasn't too, too happy with. Was and, it a uh, comedy? It was not. <laughs> it was not a comedy. And there was also you know, extra added stuff that I didn't write or experience, which rubbed me the wrong way. Cause you know, I, I feel like I can only accurately represent my experience. So like what, I, tell us like what though, before you go, like what kind of stuff? 
there was a situation where another person was added on the trip with us and she was like underage like so Mm-mm. in my head I'm like well you know I'm a sex worker I'm an adult <laughs> I work in sex work because I want to I've never I know this happens but I've never been in a situation where I see someone who's 16 17 working in sex work comfortably around like that's a different conversation and that's not the conversation I'm I'm having because I've never experienced that so I was you know taken back by that I didn't like that part about it and uh, the humor just wasn't there, but it was also a room full of white writers and, and white males. So they really, you know, the jokes probably didn't even land for them. That They probably didn't even read a, a comedy when they were reading my tweets in the first place. So, you know, it was just a disconnect for many reasons. And then um, Divine Intervention, it just got pushed, put on pause. Um, James Franco had to step down for personal reasons. So then at that point, there was no director. So now we're kind of, we started over from square one mm. and um, it landed in the hands of A24 and GG Films and Killer Films. And then they actually brought on Janixa Bravo kind of at the same time when A24 came around, Janixa came around with them and she brought on Jeremy and it was just, you know, up from there. Then she reached out to me and the conversations, you know, started back up about production and she and Jeremy wrote a script that was more accurate to, to what I wrote. And um, yeah, and it was just a, a snowball effect. They, Janixa wanted Taylor, I wanted Taylor. Taylor called me, she asked for my blessing. I was like, yes, girl. We're like, that's my sister now, but um, so yeah. So Taylor Page is playing Zola just for people yes. who, who might not know in the movie. Now, let's talk about the story of Zola that you tweeted because if people, in case they don't know or they don't remember, it was a trip that you took with a, a girl that you had just met a few days earlier while you were at work in the restaurant and you guys decided to go on a trip to make some money stripping, right? Yes. From Detroit yeah. to Tampa. Yes, that was the plan. That was the plan. She, I was working, I was the Hooters waitress and a dancer at night. So um, I met her and she told me she danced as well. We exchanged numbers and she was like, you know, um, I'll let you know anytime I'm dancing, I'll make sure I call you, I go home. It wasn't a couple of days, it was the next day. Mm-hmm. She called me and was like, you know, she's going to Florida, her and her roommate and her boyfriend driving down to Florida, they come pick me up. I'm like, yeah, girl, you know, I'm always out for a girl's trip. So she picks me up and then, um, the, the road trip part of it was pretty pretty normal. I mean, the drive from Detroit to Tampa was a pretty normal ride. But then when we got there, that's when the show happened. I found out that was her pimp. We went to a real raggedy-ass motel to drop off <laughs> I think the place had roaches. It was so bad. I was like, okay. And then that whole weekend, I just slowly started to figure out who she, who she really was. And it was clear that her job was to be a lord. It was very mm-hmm. obvious. But why would but, you trust this random woman anyway, Zola? Why would you trust this stranger <laughs> to go on this long road trip? Do you watch the news? Do you see what happens you know, in this world? You know what? I It's like this girl power, sex worker alliance situation. Like, I've done that type of situation before where I've met a girl, I'll meet her at work, or I'll meet her at the club, and the very next day we're hanging out. It's that, like, instant best friend thing that women do. Right. You know, I did that. And plus, she said $5,000 a night in this club. I you mean. know, I'm like, why not? And I had danced in Florida before. 
And so that didn't sound crazy to me. It, it made sense. Was your boyfriend concerned? Absolutely. He was like, no, do not go. You shouldn't go. I was like, okay. So then I asked him again. I, I asked him again in the middle of us having sex. Like, so can I go to Florida? Now you know you can't ask no man nothing in the middle of sex now. <laughs> can I go to Florida? He's like, yeah, okay. That's the best time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zola, give me your info so they can find your tweets and your Instagrams and all that good stuff. Yes, everything is at Zoller Moon. Uh, Twitter is at underscore Zoller Moon. Uh, you can get the story at the A2 Films website. We got it in book form. Yes, I have the book too. And the movie's out today. So everybody the make movie. sure you support and check it out. All right. Thank you, Zola, for joining us. Now, um, shout out to Ebony K. Williams for joining us this morning. She stopped through earlier today. The homie Ebony K. Williams, man. Today actually is Wednesday, so new episodes of the uh, Holding Court podcast with Dustin Ross. That's Ebony K. Williams' podcast. That drops today on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. I didn't watch uh, Real Housewives of New York last night. I did see a clip that my homegirl Teslin Figaro posted when she was arguing with another sister at the table? You know, I've been watching Real Housewives of New York because Ebony's on it and because Leah's on it. Those are the two people I really like from the show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, also, car show in, what, three days? Two days? So, uh, Saturday, July 3rd, Atlanta is getting stressful now. It's definitely getting stressful, but... It's gonna be nice, so I can't wait to see all of you guys out there. Charlamagne, you give me your um your your car. I don't have a car. <laughs> it's a little your, late now. Welcome to your 1994 uh Cadillac Escalade. I sold it for a thousand dollars. I sold it for parts and a thousand dollars. I needed the money. So how you get back and forth to work? You know God, man. You know God <laughs> is just he, you know. I'm serious. God, God just makes a way, bro. God just makes a way, man. I hear that. I hear that. He got to walk to work every day. You <laughs> he see his shoes? God makes a way, bro. <laughs> God makes a way. I ain't mad at you. Well, I'll have uh, Charlemagne's shoes there. So if you want to take a picture next to Charlemagne's Timberlands, you definitely can. Now I got my donkey of the day slides. They'll be right there. That's my section. <laughs> my donkey of the day slides will be right there. That's what I'm on. Goodness gracious. You got a positive note? I do have a positive note. The positive note is simply this, man. God, I'm thanking you before it happens. That is one of my positive notes, but that's my positive note every day. But I posted this earlier on Instagram. Uh, feeling the need to be busy all the time is a trauma response and fear-based distraction from what you'd be forced to acknowledge and feel if you slowed down. Always remember, you can't keep running from you. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? 